Fantasy football checkup time. Welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave, and I'm joined by my guilt-giving brother, Josh. And this is Irreverent Sports Meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. If you want to join in the irreverence, you can email us at ismdaveandjosh at gmail.com. Remember, we are not a, we are not professionals, so if you don't like our opinion, that's too bad. We have the mics. We have a great show for you tonight. We are going to do a fantasy football relationship check. We're going to honor uh, or wish a happy birthday to a douchebag and set up our Mount Rushmore of fantasy players this year. Today is October 5th, 2022. Let's get irreverence. Josh, how was your day, my friend? Wonderful. I've been looking forward to this awesome fantasy recap, which should outline how great I did. <laughs> well, it's not going to be helping me. I'm one in three. So I look at all fantasy football as like something to get depressed about. So, so I'm going into fantasy football depression four weeks in, but yet I still have like the second most points. So I don't know. I don't know. And then the bears are bad. So, I mean, that's sad. I mean, they're bad. Like, I didn't think there was any way we lost to the Giants, and we lost to the Giants. So what, like, what changed? Because, I mean, in the offseason, we knew they were going to be horrible. What changed that made you have any hope at all? The fact that we're 2-2 two and two is actually a little bit crazy to me. So why um, are you so I just surprised? didn't expect, I didn't expect Justin Fields to be as bad. Okay. I didn't expect that. And I didn't expect us to really struggle stopping the run as bad as much as we have. It does like, make I, it it does make it more depressing that Justin Fields obviously like is not looking like the guy. Right. So I mean, if he was doing better and we had a worse record, I probably would feel a lot better. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. And I'll, I, th- I'll and I think that. he's he still has an opportunity. Those seasons long and there he's going to have the whole season and if we see improvement, you know what I mean? That's one thing. But I haven't seen improvement. Now, we're only four weeks into the season, so I'm trying to temper it a little bit. But I haven't seen a semblance of any sort of improvement. All those people who said, oh, well, you know what? I saw some improvement last week. What improvement did you see? He's throwing the ball like 50 times in four games or something like that. I almost feel like we could have won that game if we just ran it the whole time. I have no problem with us running it all the time. None. So, like, I was a little disappointed when I saw that he was throwing more. And I was like, oh, we're going to lose this game now. Hmm. So, but maybe they're trying to figure out what they have there. Because, I mean, we're going to have a top pick next year. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft coming up. Yeah. Kind of stinks for turning into the Jets. Just take quarterback Ugh. after quarterback after quarterback. But you know what, though? You have to, you have to keep going at it. Because if you don't. You'll never be great. So. No, and that's true. You just keep drafting quarterback. Like Zach Wilson actually had a decent game. Like, remember, he he didn't play at all, like hardly at all in preseason, um, and then got injured, um, and then now like he's expected to come in. First half didn't look great, but second half he looked decent. So we'll see. Maybe their Jets have something. I doubt it because it's Zach Wilson, but it is what it is. Well, Josh, let's go ahead. Let's just do our fantasy recap from this week, and then uh, and then we'll get into uh, something a little deeper with fantasy to with fantasy football. Does that sound good? Sounds wonderful. 
Awesome. Well, let's start with our fantasy football star of the week. Uh, superstar, if you will, for week four. I had uh, Jared Goff. He had almost 45 points last week with 378 yards and four touchdowns. Jared Goff is my fantasy football superstar. And I need you to know, I need you to know this, okay? Because I'm tooting my own horn here. All right. But this guy I worked with, Joel, he had it between Tua and Jared Goff to play this week. And I told him, play Jared Goff because Tua could get injured. Like, quickly. Yep. He played Tua. Tua got injured, and Jared Goff went off. And I just laughed when I got in on Monday. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you freaking... dude, you got to listen to me. I... Ugh. Drives me crazy. I mean, yeah, in his just, defense, I wouldn't listen to you. So, I mean. Oh, but you're my brother. Like, yeah, I'm giving enough. good advice here. I'm giving I'm getting I'm giving good advice here. Good lord. Um, all right, Josh, who do you got for your fantasy football superstar? I got Rashad Penny. I think uh Man, it was yeah. really nice to see him mm. actually throw down a really good rushing day. And um, it was awesome. Like he is not really he kinda I think he started the year with a lot of carries in his first week. And then it, it kind of started trailing off a little bit. And then this week he just exploded. So I, I love, I love to see, I kind of always had a soft spot for Rashad Penny. I didn't really draft him anywhere. Um, actually I did in one league in my, did in you my really? other, in my other, other league. Um, Is he still on your bench? I've actually played him last week. Yeah. Shut I up. It. Good play. I Good called play. it. Yeah. I don't know how I rarely ever call big blow up games like that, but that was nice. I felt good. Who do you got for your bust? Lamar Jackson. Mm. Lamar Jackson was my bust. Uh, after having three of three, I, I think they're considered the greatest weeks in fantasy football ever. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson dropped a deuce. Um, he had 15 points, 144 pass yards, one touchdown, 73 rush yards. And I need you to know that he had 20 points at halftime. Oh, he threw both picks. <laughs> yeah. In the second half. Okay. Yes. That's oh, unfortunate. My gosh. It was brutal. He had a terrible second half, and they were up 20 to 3. Man, if the Ravens could just hold on to a lead, they'd be 4 and 0. So, 4 it, and freaking 0. In his defense, though, I mean, he did score 26, 53, 49, and then 15. It's not like he goose egged. Or like went negative, like Andrew Luck did for me once in a championship game. So I mean, <laughs> I remember that? Yeah, uh, my bust is Cam Akers. I uh, never been a big fan of him, and I kind of am delighted in seeing that he got 1.3 points last week and was out touched by Darnell, Darn, Darrell Henderson. Yeah, and then the la- wasn't it the week before that he out touched Darrell Henderson? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the moral of this story is don't touch a Rams running back. Yeah, until, like, one of them, until one of them inevitably goes down, do not touch any of Yeah, them. right. Until one of them is injured, <laughs> do not touch them at all. Um, all right, so who's your uh, fantasy football pickup this week, man? Who's your, who's your waiver wire pickup? Who do you got? So I have Raheem Mostert because he does seem to be on free agent wires. Now, with that said, um, there's really not a – good reason to play him but right that's say, what i mean yeah i would say he's a guy that needs to be rostered because he is his 
his production is going up, you know, and I, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Chase Edmonds, but if, if his production stays good, I don't see how he doesn't eventually take over the backfield at some point. And we'll see. We'll see. But that's actually what I was thinking was, oh, you know, I'm, I might pick up, I might try to pick up Raheem Mostert. But then I was like, and I had already just, I had just dropped him the week before. Um, but I'm like, I'm not playing him. I'm going to play him over Joe Mixon. No. I'm going to play him over David Montgomery. No. I'm going to play him over Khalil Herbert. No. I'm going to play him over Cortland Sutton. No. Like, it's. So I, I had no reason to pick him up. I did my fantasy football cup pickup though is a running back, and I did pick him up. Tyler Algier, the the running back from the Falcons, fifth round um, draft pick, rookie. Yeah, yeah, he had ten carries for eighty six yards last week. I'm just taking a flyer on him just to see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I was I was considering it, but I think a lot of people feel like this is like a. Mm-hmm. Um, a no-win situation with the Atlanta backfield because, um, well, one, they also have that other Huntley guy, I think is his last Caleb name. Huntley. Mm-hmm. Caleb Huntley. And then Damian Williams will be coming off IR next week. So Yeah, I know. I saw all that. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a flyer. I didn't use any. I didn't use any waiver priority. Like I was going to, that was the perfect move then. Yeah. Last night I was going to put a waiver claim in on him and I actually fell asleep. (laughs) Oh, you fell asleep? No. Yeah. I fell asleep and I woke up at like five o'clock this morning and said, Oh crap. And so I went through and I saw they hadn't been picked up. So I just picked them up. Good for you. Yeah, It worked out. Good for you. It worked out. In fact, I think only one person used waiver waiver claims last night because there isn't a lot out there right now. Yeah. I mean, even with Mike Boone and Javante Williams going down, like it's again, yeah. it's like, why, what's the point? Melvin Gordon probably is going to be the guy. If he's not the guy, it's, you know, Mike Boone, Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon will be getting touches. It's like, right. It's going to be just this disgustingness. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. So yeah, at least with I, Tyler Ajir, I feel like he's got a chance to take over the backfield, take the Cordell Patterson role. He might not, but I didn't waste anything on him. Sure. So. Um, question, though, before we move on to the next part, um, to the drop, uh, what do you think about George Pickens? Was he worth a waiver pickup? So I, in my other league, I saw someone did put a waiver claim for him. I am cons- I'm, I'm not really sure why. Like, why all of a sudden? Is it just because Kenny Pickett threw to him a bunch last week that he's all of a sudden... Yeah, he had like something like 10, 10 targets or something crazy. Yeah, but there's a lot of mouse to feed over there. So I really don't – I mean, it totally could happen that he just wants to throw to one guy. Lots of quarterbacks do that. Matt Ryan made a career out of throwing it to Julio Jones. So, I mean – and uh, Roddy White. But uh, – That's a name from the past. Yeah, right. Uh, but, I mean, with Deontay Johnson and Najee and Fryermuth and it's just – there's a lot of mouse to feed, so – Claypool. Uh, yeah, and Claypool. Um, I mean, I would uh, – he might be good. Who knows? It was a good week, so I guess it's – I just don't know why it's a waiver claim. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, it's a wide receiver. Wide receivers tend to – like the best ones tend to goose egg every once in a while, and even the worst ones will have a blow-up game here and there. Like that's just how wide receivers are. They're very fickle. Yeah, no, it's true. It's very true. All right, so who do you got for your uh, fantasy football drop this week? 
This one kind of hurts because I was really hoping he'd work out, but I really just can't have him on my bench anymore anywhere. It's uh, Traylon Burks. He um, He's a little banged up. He really hasn't gotten more involved with the offense. Uh, maybe it's coming, but, you know, in the meantime, I need started the last. That's what's going to make my team better. So, um, peace out. Did, did you, something just say come to bed? I think Alexa just said it's time for bed. Oh, okay. I thought Alexa was like, come to bed. <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> Very invitingly. Yeah, right. I was like, wow, you've got an inappropriate uh, Alexa. You need to put yeah, up we, boundaries. We have, to tur- we have to turn her around a lot. She uh, <laughs> find her looking at us a lot. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Oh. Okay, um, so I'm torn. I don't know what to do on my drop here. I'm going to say a name, and you can probably punch me in the face. Um, but I just, he's been nothing, and he's always injured, and I get he's a name, and there's not many tight ends out there. Wow. But... I can't believe you're about to say George Kittle. That is exactly what I'm saying. Interesting. Okay. George Kittle, man, like. He is doing literally next to nothing. So here's here's my problem with it, okay? Mm-hmm. He has done nothing. I don't know if he's going to do something all year. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, is he has a history of when he plays to be great. And it, when he's in, he usually doesn't let down. Now, he has the last two weeks for sure. Mm. But who are you going to trap and play over him? That's my hat question. Unless you somehow like backed into like Gerald. Yeah. I mean, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, um, David Njoku. Um, you know, I, I would play any of those players over him at this point. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I mean, but Njoku is probably not on waivers. Ever definitely isn't on waivers. So I mean, I think you just you that's one of just one of those guys you just stick with. Just yeah. up and down. So I, I, I see what you're saying, but I also kind of just don't agree with it. No, and that's fair. And that's fair. Like I just I really couldn't come up with like a really good drop this week just because this was kind of a blah week. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you think about Devontae Smith? Like after the week he went off and now then he just does nothing again. Well, he had a fi- he followed up his big week with a fifteen pointer in a full PPR, and then he had six points this last week. So I I want to say that he's going to be a little bit more matchup dependent than like mm. say AJ Brown or something. Yeah, but so like this week, um, you know, if Jalen Waddle doesn't play, I might be playing Devonta Smith and at Arizona because their defense is terrible. Yeah, they um, are. So, but no, he's not an every week starter, not by any stretch. Like, in my mind, he's kind of like, remember Jeremy Macklin back in the day? Yeah. Who would mm-hmm. throw down 40 points like two, three times a year and then have some good, decent weeks, but then, you know, also bad weeks. I just, that's the kind of player it is. Yeah, he, I think. yeah. He was, At least right okay. now. Right now, yes. It might get better. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's getting better and better, so we'll see. Yeah, he is. Although this last week he wasn't unbelievable but he's still been pretty solid or wait yeah no he didn't yeah he kind of came down to earth this week same as lamar jackson and josh allen really for that matter um 
All right, Josh. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's move into a a different place. All right. Um, so I was thinking a lot about fantasy football and the things I feel about certain players. And there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of love. Uh, sometimes my stomach hurts. Like there's butterflies. Like I'm excited. And sometimes it hurts because I'm sad. Um, sometimes I feel anger over jealousy because another person's got it. And so I all of a sudden made this connection that fantasy football, it's kind of like being in a relationship. <laughs> and and there's moments that you got players that you feel so heartfelt about. And then there's moments that you have heartbreak and or you're jealous. Um, so I thought tonight we would kind of go through fantasy football players and relate them to a relationship. All right. So. For, so we're going to go in through our fantasy football uh, relationship time, all right? And so finally, we're going to start off with just how every relationship starts, fantasy bliss. Josh, I've got a few players here, and I just feel fantasy bliss over these players, all right? Now, I'm not going to lie to you. All of them are on my fantasy team. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I won in three. I need to say that right freaking now. <laughs> um. But I've got fantasy bliss, all right? Let's 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 just take turns here, all right? You know, I looked at this player, and, and I told everyone, you know, this player is going to have a big year on a new team. And, man, I was right. And he's wrapped his points around me. This <laughs> and is I've getting... got a top five tight end. Are we MA now? Everett. Is this podcast MA now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I've got Gerald Everett, man. Gerald Everett, like he's lining up as a top five, top six tight end every week, getting about seven, seven targets as a tight end. That's solid. Uh, last week, he got a little bit more. Um, and he's only going to continue to build that trust with uh, Justin Herbert. So I feel I feel like this really relationship closeness with Gerald Everett. Well, I can I can really feel that it's very palpable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I I have Dallas Goddard uh, to go with your tight end theme. Mm. I drafted him in the eighth round. Uh, I think he's the tight end ten nine. or something. He's the tight end nine. Nine. Um, he's he's just been solid all year. You really, if you have a tight end that averages ten to twelve points, like you're go like that's like you cannot ask for more. If you ask for more, you're just you're, you're being selfish. You're being super <laughs> selfish. To get that, that's plenty. And I grabbed him in the eighth <laughs> round, so I'm I'm loving I'm loving having Dallas Goddard to be able to start every single week. That's good. I like that. I like that. Um, let's see here. All right, so I've got maybe the greatest. This might be the greatest fantasy quarterback year ever because of this guy and he's my quarterback. I drafted him in the sixth round and he's playing like a first round pick Lamar Jackson. He runs the ball. He throws the ball. He looks pretty doing it. Um, he's my kind of quarterback, Lamar Jackson. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy right now. Mm, must be nice. I have a uh, Jalen Waddle. He was a fifth round draft pick. He's mm. the wide receiver number five right now. Granted, he is a little injured. He may not play this week, but regardless, fifth round pick being the number five wide receiver is glorious. That is glorious. That is awesome. 
That is that that is amazing. I actually didn't see that coming. Um, I thought he was good, and I thought he'd be like a top fifteen, but I never saw a top five. And actually, the Dolphins have two top five wide receivers, Waddle and Hill. What's surprising to me is that like just the prior year, Justin Jefferson got all this acclaim for breaking the rookie yardage mark, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Jalen Waddle goes and breaks the receptions record last year, but nobody cares. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Makes no sense. Yeah, it was, it, it was like a very unheralded um, uh, record. You know what I mean? It was like an unheralded start for him, but he was good. He was good. Um, staying on the wide receiver. Um, you know, I always, I never really liked this guy at first. It was like that, that that one person who's like a friend, but you don't really have feelings for. Um, but then all of a sudden you came into work one day and they looked fine. And so you asked them out and you have this incredible relationship. And Cooper Cup is the number one wide receiver and <laughs> and he's everything I wished it could be. <laughs> he's been amazing. I'm not gonna lie. Like, listen to his uh his totals, man. On a bad offense. Like, this is what I mean. Like, this is a bad offense. 33 points, 33 points, 16 points, 28 points. And this week he plays Dallas, which is still a tough defense, but he'll probably still get 20 points. Man, Cooper Cup, man. We are we are just staring at each other eye to eye. It's a beautiful thing. Do you have anyone else for your fantasy bliss? No, let's move on to heartbreak. Oh, we have one more fantasy bliss. All right. Now, this is th- this is one that I, I actually didn't know if it would work out. Like, I, I, I took a chance, you know, and uh, um, and, and at first I, I really wasn't believing in it. Like, it could be something special. But, man, in my flex, I've got a I got a a a, uh, a top 12 wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Like, he's he's been solid. Number 11, he's at 11 points, 21 points, 17, and 16. You can't ask for much more. And he's got nothing else around him. Literally, Russell Wilson's terrible, but he's bringing it. So, I mean, th- those, those, are, those are the ones that I, I really feel close to, and we're in really good relationships. I'm like a freaking Mormon here. Good Lord. Um, all right. Let's move into fantasy heartbreak because you so quickly want to go to anger. So as all relationships have... An amazing start. Most end in heartbreak. Most end in places where there's just sadness. Josh, where's your sadness coming from? Well, Javante Williams. Well, oh, that's, that's where my sadness is coming from. He oh. didn't start the year great. Or I'm sorry, he did start the year okay. He had a decent game. Then he had a bad game. Then he had another bad game. And then he got placed on IR for the rest of the year. <laughs> It's like you're breaking up with an invalid. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like you know, like, oh, you first like you're in love, and then you go out, and then, and then she cheats on you, and then you're like, oh, you know, I promise I won't do it again. But then she like she marries this other dude, and then it's over. <laughs> like it's like it's just very unceremoniously just over. Like it's just. <laughs> well, that was unceremonious. That's that's true. Um, uh, my first fantasy heartbreak. Uh, is someone who uh, scored a lot of touchdowns last week, caught a lot of, or last year, caught a lot of passes. Uh, but this year, his offense sucks, and he has been terrible. 
and I'm just angry when I see him on my bench, but I can't drop him and no one's going to trade for him. So he's just sitting on my bench. James Conner. Oh, makes me sick. Makes me sick. Last year he was so good. And this year I got him in like the third round and I felt really solid about that. Not so much. Not so much. Poor guy. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, go ahead. Alan Robinson. <laughs> That's all you got to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I, I may have said in a show earlier <laughs> that he would be a really good mid-round draft pick. <laughs> He's not even a good oh my god round draft pick. Like, oh my god. He uh. is done. He is. I, I, I thought it was just the Bears, but nope. He's done. It's over. And only the Bears could do that to a player. <laughs> So true. So true. Poor, poor Alan Robinson went to Chicago and never was the same. Good Lord. We ruin them all. Speaking of people that were ruined and didn't have a good year last year and are having a worse year this year, Russell Wilson. He's trying a new relationship with a new team and it's not working out. Like, I don't know how long the fans will keep it together. Um, and I'm still hopeful that he'll put it, he'll, he'll bring it all together. Um, but he's, he's getting old. He, he's looking his age and he's missing his passes. I mean, literally missing people, like just straight up, just throwing the ball. And I don't know where the ball's going. <laughs> it's pretty bad. So uh, that'd be my second one. Uh, who else you got on your heartbreak list? That's all I got for right now. I have two more, Josh. I have two more. And they're on the same team. They're on the same team. Where you drafted these people, you expected much more out of them. Josh, do you have a guess on what team? They're both on the same team? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Darrell Henderson and Cam Akers? No, they're on the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, Joe Mixon and uh, Jamar Chase. That's exactly right. Both of them, you, you would have taken in the top two rounds thinking you won. You won your league. But no. They've left you with tears in your beers. Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. You guys have disappointed us all. All right, so that makes up fantasy heartbreak. Um, I thought it's funny, um, you know, you often... Uh, before you find the woman of your dreams, as you have, Josh, and I have. Um, you know, you'll think back on some relationship and you'll think, oh, that one got away, you know? Um, so fantasy jealousy, uh, I feel that way for a few players that I, I know I let go that I, that I uh, missed in the draft. I thought about taking them, but then I didn't. Um, that first player that I thought about taking, but I didn't, mostly because he was gone already, um, was... <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Oh, every time he catches the pass, I get just this anger that wells up inside of me towards whoever drafted him. But well, he is spectacular. Well, my first one is my own fault. <laughs> it's Cooper Cup. Do you want to know why? Because oh, I thought it was a great idea to take Alvin Kamara instead. It was a wonderful idea. It was just out two games, 
Less than 15 fantasy points, I think. <laughs> Great idea. Oh, and I'm reaping the benefits now. <laughs> he's the wide receiver one. And yes, he's probably he going to do the triple crown again this year. <sighs> <laughs> why why do you have to like outthink things, Josh? <laughs> um, my second fantasy jealousy is Saquon Barkley. I had I could have taken him three different times. I could have taken him over Joe Mixon. I could have taken him over James Conner. I could have taken him over David Montgomery. But I didn't. I took those three instead because I don't like to have goodness in my life, obviously. So now he's out with another team, going to dinner, seeing movies, holding hands in the popcorn. Saquon Barkley, I miss you. My next one is the guy who was taken just before I was going to take him. <laughs> oh my gosh, all these players are on my team. <laughs> so say you could peek into the future and know that this woman is the woman for you. But when you're walking up to her, she's swept off her feet by Chris Hemsworth. And you have no chance of ever, ever getting with her again. Wow, I'm like Chris Hemsworth. I like it. Oh, that's not the, that's not what I meant to do. No. no, you're definitely, you're, I mean, I don't know what you are, but not Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I uh, was about to take him, and you took him instead. Man, that's got to hurt. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I took two of those players. Good. Cooper Cup and, and DeMar- Lamar Jackson. Jeez Louise. Uh, you realize how next- great my team would be right now? If I had those two players instead of Alvin Kamara and Russell Wilson, do you realize that <laughs> I'm two and two right now? <laughs> Good boy. And I'm one and three. I don't understand, but whatever. Um, uh, this next person, you know, do you ever remember putting up that wall? And so you'd like make fun of a certain pl- person or, you know, you'd, you'd pick on them or, or you'd say, oh, you know, yeah, I'm not really into that person, blah, 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 blah. And then they end up dating someone and you're so sad because you, you had a chance, but you but you missed it because you just were so stubborn. That's Tyreek Hill for me. Mm. All right. <laughs> like, Man, all, yep. Oh, all wow. off season, I was telling everyone, don't draft him. He's not going to be good. But like, I just, he has proved me wrong and. I had my chance for him, but instead now he's with another team. Oh. All right, Josh, what else jealousy-wise do you have? Um, I've, I've, I've poured out my heart enough. <laughs> my last one is uh, uh, someone that everyone told me not to draft because he was going to have a terrible season, and I listened to other people. This is why when you're in love, you don't listen to other people. You sweep that woman or that guy off their feet. But now I have to deal with watching James Robinson run all over the place because I listened to other people. Josh. Mm. It's a lot, dude. All right. All right, Josh. Well, that's that's enough of that. Like so much hurt, man. You were so excited to get to heartbreak, and now we just want to get out of it. Um, you know, I think what we need is a little fantasy counseling, fantasy football counseling. All right, 
So let, let's, Josh, let's name some players that, you know, maybe haven't had a great start to the season, but, but we think, you know, we're going to really pull it out at the, towards the end of the season. What are some players you think that will just, you know, <clears throat> make us feel better? Hold on to your hats. But it's Russell Wilson. <laughs> Hold on to your hats. <laughs> it's Russell Wilson. He got the front door. Does not face a top 10 defense for the rest of the year. And he has two decent games, one good game last week, were against pretty weak defenses. And I think I think he's gonna be okay. And I don't I don't know how good, but I think he's gonna be okay. I think if you got him, you should hang on to him. And if you can get him cheap and you don't have a good quarterback, try to trade for him. I think he's going to be solid moving forward. Okay. Well, I have a quarterback on my list. I've got four players. Um, I have another quarterback, um, uh, Matt Ryan. I think he's only going to get better with that team. The, the, the more he's with that team, the, the more he's going to start like not thinking and just play and not have to think about the plays. Uh, this is like the first time in a long time that he's had to like have a different way of doing things. So like he's getting used to it and I, and I see improvement every week. So I think by the end of the year, Matt Ryan is going to end up a top 12 running back or quarterback. I got Damian Pierce. He was a slow start, but he's starting to ramp up. I think he might be huge. Yeah. He's good right now. Like if I could trade for him now, I would get him. Yeah, um, I don't think you're going to be able to, though. Um, I'm going to trade Joe Mixon for him. Actually, you might be able to do that. Um, but, yeah, he's he's ramping up. He's efficient even on a terrible team. Mm. I, I don't know how. Oh, well, I guess last week he had that 75-yard touchdown. So, I guess he had 13 attempts on 80 yards other than that, which is still not bad. No, that's still really good. Yeah. But, um <laughs> But yeah, no, I uh, I think he's pretty good, so, and I think he'll be good moving forward. So speaking of trades, could I trade Joe Mixon for James Robinson? You think? Probably. Really? Ugh. I feel like Joe Mixon's going to get better though. Ugh. Anyway, um, I didn't I didn't put Joe Mixon on my list. Um, let's, but I'll do a running back too. Um, Isaiah Pacheco. I think he's going to end up being like the starting running back in Kansas City by the end of the year. I'm not saying it's happening this week. I'm not saying it's happening next week. But by the time we get to week 10, Isaiah Pacheco will be in that starting lineup. You know what? I'd forgotten to pick him up in my deeper league. Oh, go do it, dude. So don't mind me while I keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have room on my team um, because of another running back uh, that I think is going to have a huge rest of the year, Brian Robinson. Pick him up. Put him on your bench. Give it a look. I'm, I have him on my, my bench. I drafted him. I have not l- dropped him. Uh, but we'll, I'll be interested to see if he can take Antonio Gibson's job. Um, the coaching staff really likes him. Um, and he's coming back after being shot. And you know he's going to be driven. So I, I'm excited for Brian Robinson. Do you have anyone else? I got DK. I think he's going to – I think he's uh, starting to just get fed. You know, everything's oh, yeah. starting to – just go to him. And Lockett's doing good too, but I think Doug, I think Gino puts something together and I think uh, yeah. he's going to be able to utilize him a little bit more. I don't know how, because it's Gino Smith, but I'll just take it. Okay. Um, I've got one because DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. Kyler Murray. 
Kyler Murray is going to have a better year, guys. Like, this is not the end of the season. All right. I am not a big Kyler Murray fan, but I know what he can do when DeAndre Hopkins is on that field. And then if you add Hollywood Brown to that, who knows? Maybe it'll even turn James Conner's season around. Do you have anyone else? Nope. All right. Well, that was fantasy counseling. I don't know, Josh, but I feel better. I feel better. I feel like sometimes counseling doesn't work, though. Shut up. All right. Um, (laughs) Counseling always works. And I think it's Um, time for divorce at some point. Oh, fantasy divorce? Yeah, I feel like sometimes that there are just, you just have to let go. And you and you may have put a lot into the relationship. You may have just given it your all, but in the end, you know, if it's not being received, you're just wasting your effort. Sometimes it's just time to move on. And so I believe it's time to sit Kyle Pitts until you see something from him. He has oh, a twenty two percent target share, but there's only been ninety eight passes all year. Yeah. So it's time to let go. Yeah. And just let, sit him or trade him if you can, but sit him. And you know what? Time. I don't care what they say about George Pickens. It's time to let go of a Steelers wide receiver. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be Claypool, like Josh said. It could be Deontay Johnson, like Josh said. It could be George Pickens, like Josh said. Um, <laughs> but let him go. Just no need, no need to stress about that trash. You know what I mean? Who else you got to, to divorce, Josh? It's hard to say, but it's Darnell Mooney. You, oh. may have, you may have spent a fifth round draft pick on him. Yeah. But it's time to let go. Time. He will be useless. Hmm. You, must, you must sit him, trade him, yeah. or honestly, just drop him. And don't look back. Yeah. No, that's so true, man. That's that's hard for us to say. You know, that's some that's some tough stuff right there. Um, Probably not surprising because he was my drop last week. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I gotta, I gotta say, Travis Etienne, man. Everyone said to me, and this is why I don't have James Robinson now. Oh, Travis Etienne, he's gonna be it. Divorce yourself, guys. Get out of that relationship. It's dysfunctional. It's dysfunctional. And the abuse. Just say no. I just said a whole bunch of different things. <laughs> I don't even know if they go together. <laughs> just packed all the cliches in just one really long sentence. <laughs> all right, Josh. Well, let's look at our uh, um, our Mount Rushmores for the season so far in fantasy. Um, my four heads, man, are Lamar Jackson, Stefan Diggs, Saquon Barkley, and Cooper Cup. I've talked about each one of them and how great they've been, but that is my Mount Rushmore this season. What's on your Mount Rushmore? You got Christian Kirk, hmm. Saquon Barkley, Jalen Hurts, and of course, Jalen Waddle. So you took like a second tier look at these. I looked at like who were like really the guys that are making a huge difference this year? You know what I mean? Interesting. I like that. Just like a huge difference. And the way that like those guys were drafted, 
like Barkley in the second, even though he's a first. Kirk in the ninth, even though he's playing like a third. Jalen in the fifth, even though he's playing like a one. And obviously Jalen Hurts in the eighth round, you know, I think he's the, what, number four quarterback? So, yeah, yeah I think those guys are just, they're like the, the guys to have. Yeah, that's really good. I really like the way you looked at it. The guys who made a difference, like like Abraham Lincoln or George Washington, just on a really superficial level. <laughs> not, not like those other guys all right all right josh well man i know that you've been waiting all week to, to kind of stump me so what is your if you know this you're a nerd question of the week well because this particular episode is fantasy football related i decided to gear my question towards that in the top 10 of most fantasy points scored in a game Eight of them are running backs. Two are wide receivers. Really? One of the wide receivers is really obscure. It's Jerry Butler from the Buffalo Bills in 1979. Oh, we're so, talking like before fantasy football even existed. <laughs> of all time, yes. So Jerry Butler scored all of his touchdowns in one game, essentially. <laughs> all his touchdowns for the year in one game. <laughs> that's, and there, that's a really unique stat to find. And there is another wide receiver that I would almost guarantee you've heard of his crazy game that is also on this top 10 list. Name that wide receiver. Jerry Rice. Nailed it. Wow, that was the first time you've got it on your first shot. Well, you know, I'm improving. I do a lot of studying at night. You know, Laura's asleep. I have the light on. I'm, I'm going through fantasy football stats just for this moment. Hours upon hours of studying. You want to try to name the quarterback that got closest to the top 10? Lamar Jackson? No. Who? He's not even the top 10 quarterbacks. Interesting. Are you serious? Oh, I you know, he, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have this year's. This year isn't on here. That's why. Oh, okay. Because I was like, this year, those were the best fantasy stats ever in the history of fantasy football. Yeah, I guess technically you would probably make the top 10 at that point, but it's Michael Vick. Oh, I was going to say Michael Vick, but I thought Lamar Jackson would be ahead of him. Remember Lamar that? Jackson, yeah, you remember that game he came back in the Eagles and he just like yeah. went bonkers? Yeah, yeah, he did, man. Anyone who drafted yeah. him in fantasy football won that league, I'll tell you that. I think that was a pickup, actually, because I think he was signed mid-year. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Interesting. Mark Rippon was the, the second closest quarterback. Anyway. Mark Rippon. Wow. Yeah. That's Apparently, a... He had a six passing touchdown game. So who are the who are the top five? And what are the what what team what? Yeah. Who are the top five for the quarterbacks? No, for all time. Oh, all time. It is uh, Clinton Portis. OK. Alvin Kamara. Hmm. Sean Alexander. Oh, yeah, I remember, man, that one year he had, like, 30 touchdown runs. 27, actually. Corey Dillon. Oh. Okay. Jamal Charles. And then Doug Martin's only good game of his own of his, all, uh, his entire career. <laughs> oh, no. Doug Martin, he got – didn't he get injured? No, no, that's yeah, Robert. Robert. That was no. Robert something else. No, no. Yeah, no. Wait, Doug who? Doug Martin from the Buccaneers. Oh, my gosh. What a name. Like, I know what game it was for Jamal Charles. I know which game it was for Corey Dillon. 
because they ran for over 200 yards and all that good stuff. Yeah, Doug, Mar- Doug Martin had a game. I actually was, I know exactly where I was. I was at a, at a bar playing pool when he did it. He, wow. he ran for four touchdowns on a Sunday night. <clears throat> four touchdowns, 251 yards rushing. 151 yards rushing or 251? 251 yards rushing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that was a good question, though. I had it between Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. Yeah, that was. Uh, is Randy Moss even on here? What about no, those not. that season he had with the Patriots? Man, that was an unbelievable season. Yeah, but that was just a good, good season. He didn't have like a single game where he went crazy. At least not on the top ten. Padre Ishmael is number nine. I did not realize that he had a ridiculous game like that. It was like three touchdowns, two hundred fifty-eight yards. Wow, the missile, huh? Isn't he the uh, torpedo? That was the missile. I thought Raheem Ishmael was. No, he's the rocket. Oh, he's the rocket. Oh, I guess maybe it is the missile. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. Uh, it's all good. Well, Josh, um, as we always do, we always honor a player, the best player born on this day of the year. Um, and this year, uh, it's a complete travesty because he's a douchebag. Um, in fact, when Aaron Rodgers retires, we're changing the game from Aaron Ro- Aaron Rodgers or a different douchebag south of I-80 to Travis Kelsey or a different douchebag south of I-80. <laughs> it's October 5th, and it's Travis Kelsey's birthday, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He went to Cincinnati, won tight end of the year his senior year. But guess what, Josh? Because he's a douchebag, he was suspended his redshirt sophomore year for failing a drug test. Now... Granted, it was weed, and that's stupid, but whatever. Um, He was the third-round pick by Kansas City in 2013, and he spent his rookie year on IR because of a a knee surgery he had. But from 2016 to today, he has over 1,000 yards every season. In fact, it's a record for tight ends for most consecutive seasons, over 1,000 yards, and he's got the most receiving yards ever in a season for a tight end with 1,400 so, 1,457, I think it was. Um, but the way he acts makes him look like a douchebag. I remember one time we were watching a Raiders-Chiefs game, and he just was, like, ridiculous on the field. And it, and uh, my best friend, Daryl, like, he was going nuts because he's a Raiders fan. He's, like, yelling at the TV, and it was, it was nuts because, oh, Travis Kelsey is a douchebag. Anyway, Josh... What do you what do you do you have any thoughts on Travis Kelsey? He's really good at football. Yes, he extremely is. good. He also he also is the type of guy that like wears like an earring in like a bad way. You know, like there's some guys <laughs> who can like wear like a like a nice earring and you could be like, hey, this guy looks good in the earring. I mean, maybe you won't ever say that to anybody, but maybe you just think it. <laughs> I don't. Don't I I mean that's just but he's like the type of guy who would wear an earring. You'd be like, oh, that guy's definitely a douche. Like, for sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And that's speaking from someone who used to have earrings. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> Not in a good way. You had the hoops. Remember the hoops? <laughs> good times. I thought you looked good. I'm not going to lie. Well, Travis Kelsey, it's October 5th. Happy birthday, my friend. Or my enemy. Whatever, I don't care. All right. Well, we're not, we don't have a hub controversy because hub is still 
um, uh, recovering. Um, and again, uh, thoughts and prayers are with Hub Arkish and his family. Um, uh, but before we get going, Josh, I think we should talk about some other sports. All right. Um, I don't know if you know, but Aaron Judge this week um, hit his 62nd home run. He hit his 62nd home run, which makes him uh, the all-time leader in home runs. Really? So that's how you're taking it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Interesting. This is So that's like the really like, like what I've been getting all week. It's like, you know, oh, he's the AL home run leader. But like really like you know they're trying to say he's the home run leader because he's not going to have steroids in his in his back pocket. Exactly. Exactly. He's the first legit one. So 62 home runs. He broke Roger Maris's record. Obviously, Barry Bonds hit 73. And Barry Bonds is a, is a Hall of Famer before the drugs, um, before the uh, performance enhancers. But I, I just don't count it. I'm sorry. I, I just don't count it. If, if, you're, if you're taking stuff to get ahead and cheat, it doesn't count. It's very interesting. Not in my eyes. It maybe does in yours, um, and that's fine. And you can start your own podcast and say that, and I'm okay with that. Um, but uh, for me... Uh, not so much. How about you, Josh? I mean, I I feel like the summer of 98 really got robbed for me, you know, with the Mitchell Report and and all that. It's terrible. That was a great time, you know? Yeah, it brought but, baseball back. Yeah. From, and it from, was, the, de- from the doldrums of, of uh, almost being canceled by people. But it's funny because, like, I'd always forget that, that Sammy Sosa actually – hit more than 61 three times in his career and i was rendered that yeah he he hit more than 61 three times in his career did he really yeah i I totally always forget that mark mcguire did it twice he had 65 and 70 and i think so said 66 63 and 64 i think um but i just don't know how you rob those guys of it because as much as like they are performance enhancing drugs batting in baseball is like, I mean, it's got to be one of the hardest things to do on the planet earth. Like to like see a pitch swing at it. And well, make... I would agree. I would agree. But the performance enhancing drugs help you to um, have a longer wait time. Cause your speed. So you can see the ball break later. Um, it helps you to focus um, and see better. Um, and it builds up your muscles. So you have more power. I mean, it, it's, it's science. That's why they're able to hit that many home runs. Aaron Judge has done it the right way. And I'll give you that, but it's still just, it seems a little wrong. You know, it is kind of, it is pretty telling that, you know, in 1998, all of a sudden we had two guys go more than 61 and then have it happen five more times in the next three years. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not five more times. Um, four more times in the next three years. Like, and then all of a sudden it just all stops. That is interesting. So yeah. I, I think, I think maybe you have a really good point is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that's why Roger Clemens was able to play later in his career. He actually was starting to lose it. And then all of a sudden he came out of nowhere and was striking people out again because he had more power. Uh, he had more speed, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a reason, 
um, that people took those drugs. It's because it did make them faster and stronger and, and better. And the players who didn't got hurt, like Frank Thomas. A huge Frank Thomas fan, and he got robbed of an MVP because of Jason Giambi. Frank Thomas would have been a three-time MVP winner if Jason Giambi hadn't taken steroids and won it in 2000. Or 2001. can't remember which year it was. But anyway, all right. Wow. I can't believe we just talked about others. We talked about baseball. Oh, man. Okay. So going on to up, is there any more you want to say about that? No, that's all. Okay. Do you agree with me? I think I do. I think I okay. do. It just it's just sad to, you know, that that is just not being considered anymore is real pretty much. Oh well. Yeah, it is sad. It is sad and and it robbed us of years that we were excited. That's true. And that is that's that's a sad commentary, but it is what it is. Um all right, Josh. Well, before we run out of time, uh let's talk a little bit of basketball. Uh the Bulls um are I think I think we've talked enough. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll wait till next week till we talk about bog snorkeling. Sounds like fun. But until then, stay cynical. Bye.